This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball. Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, we'll get right to it. I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Mike. We have a great podcast this time. I get to sit with the president of our university, Father Peter Donahue. How are you, Father? I'm good, Jay. Thank you very much. It's Happy nice. Easter. Thank you. Happy Easter to you, too. We're doing this during Holy Week, and uh, everybody um, will we'll get to hear some thoughts from uh, Father Peter and also our athletic director, Mark Jackson. How are you, buddy? Doing great, Coach. Thanks for having us. This is cool. This yeah. is this is everybody. We, we get to do this a lot, but no one really gets to listen to it. So <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Sometimes, right? That's sometimes true, that's yeah. a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're actually doing this live from Father Peter's office. So usually when Mark and Father Peter and I are in this office, it's probably some juicy stuff. Right. Maybe we'll get into some juicy stuff. It'll be good. Oh, but <laughs> I heard that groan on there. Everybody hears that. Um, we're, we're actually sitting at Father's conference table. We're in his office. And, and we've had, it, it, you know what? It just reminds me we're sitting here. Do you guys remember in 2016, um, you both were kind enough to get me give me a new contract and we signed it right here. Do you remember anything unique about that meeting when we were sitting right here? Because we're sitting kind of in the same seat. We're just, sitting in the same place. It just reminded me. Anything? Um, how big the contract was. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That was good. My mother was here. That's the oh, one. That's my, right. my mother that's was right. here. Yeah. That. Yeah. That, that was, yeah. It was us three uh -huh. and, and Mark's mom. Yeah. That was, I yeah. thought that was so and cool. It, in her Boston accent, she goes, Maki, he's so good looking up close. That's, <laughs> it. that's, what, that's what she's talking about. Me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I came in. I, I, you guys called me up. I figured, all right, this is, this is what we're going to do. And I come in and Mark's mom's here. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not, but we uh, we did. Your mom was here, and we we yeah. signed the contract, and we toasted champagne with your mom. Right. That was awesome. Yeah, I, she'll never forget it. I I won't either. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest signing. Yeah. I think that says a lot to how you guys both how you run the university, how you run the athletic department. Just for people that would uh, want to listen to this to know about you guys a little bit more, Father. Did you always, growing up, think I'm going to be a priest? Let's not even get to the president yet. But did you always <laughs> think I was going to be a priest? Um, it was always a part of my thought pattern. Um, like what as, age do you get that? Well, I can remember it from being a little kid, actually. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of it was kind of at the time it was, you know, I was born in the 50s. So the church was a little different. It was a little more <laughs> um, mysterious in terms of the lifestyle. And uh, it was kind of there was a sense of drama in it all. So I, you know, but I was either when I was growing up, I was either going to be an actor or I was going to be a priest. One of the <laughs> so I joined the two of them together and became an acting priest. Yeah. Um, Put it together. It was, well, my yeah. man, you, you did well. And, and Mark, what, what about you? Um, that I, I'm, there's no way at a young age, you're thinking I'm going to go out and be an AD. No, right? no. What was the plan? Like, like, like I thought I was going to be an NBA basketball player, right? Then, right. You know, it hits you at some point. You're not. Actually, yeah. I probably thought I was going to be a, a, a pro baseball player first. But 
What, what, what was it for you initially? Yeah, I think a lot like all of us probably meet me sooner than you. You know, the, the idea of being an athlete ended pretty quickly, you know. Um, <laughs> but for me, Jay, it was uh, really lucking into an internship with the hometown team, the New England Patriots, you know, my, my junior year of college. Before that, I want to get to that. Before okay. that, like, what were you thinking? Before that, what were you Yeah, I, I had a, I, you know, I have an older brother, 10 years older than me, who had a tremendous influence on my life, and he was all everything. He was uh, a, a tremendous athlete, so I just remember trying to be like him. Whatever he wanted to do, he went to Division One and played football. I, I, I didn't get that opportunity, um, but that influence and the impact that sports had, I think, always just stuck with me, still sticks with me. You know, I want to I I live up to his standard, and I lost my dad at a rel- relatively young age. Um, so my, my, my older brother really filled that void in a lot of ways for me. And so you, you thought you were going to be a, a pro football player probably. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, and, all right, so then when you start getting serious about that, like we, we all do, we realize, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to be a pro athlete. Right, yeah. What's next? So then what did you think next? Did you have a plan to be an AD or be a coach? Or No, I thought, like I said, lucked into an internship my, my junior year of, of college, and that really just knew that I wanted to have a career around sports. So that, that was really clear to me. I didn't know what direction. I thought at that time it would be coaching. I had to be around a lot of great coaches. But Tell everybody some of the coaches that you, you've worked with. Uh, yeah, early on, you know, I, I, uh, I was a gopher for Coach Parcells. I got him his lemonade and his newspapers every morning <laughs> with the Patriots, and that transitioned on to Pete Carroll, who, who I had connected with and, and I was fortunate enough to land a full-time job under Pete. Uh, again, thinking coaching, and then Pete was let go with the Patriots, and I was able to stay on another year with Belichick. So by the time I was 28 or 29 years old, I'd been around three Hall of Fame caliber coaches with three completely different philosophies. And really the year under Belichick, and, and I thank him for this to this day, really taught me that I, I wasn't cut out for coaching. It wasn't a fit for me. It was more the administrative side of things. It was a lot of kind of self-discovery in that year working for him. It's when I lost my dad. Um, that I wanted to be a little bit more grounded, and uh, right. and that's where the administrative side kind of sparked inside me. Very cool. That's that's good stuff. And then, Father, all right. After after you become a priest, right? Right. Now you're a priest, and at any point did you think I could be the president of a university someday? No. <laughs> Never. Never thought of that. I mean, the reason I, I joined the, the Augustinians particularly was uh, I wanted to be a teacher, um, and so. I wasn't looking to be like a parish priest. I really wanted to be a teacher, and I, I wanted to teach high school. That's originally what I wanted to do, and um, it just kind of things just kind of happened. And Tell everybody where you did that first. I was in Washington D.C. Archbishop Carroll High School. So it was a, at the time it was an all boys uh, school right next to Catholic University. Uh, great experience. Um, I really loved it. We have a lot and of basketball people listen to that. To be very interested oh, in that. A lot of WCAC fans listen. So yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. No, I really I enjoyed Carroll High School a lot. In fact, I didn't want to leave, but I was called back to Villanova to be the vocation director. So I was uh, working with uh, other people, young men that were interested in exploring the possibility of being a religious or Augustinian or priesthood and then when I was here, um, so this is kind of our headquarters up here, and um, from there I kind of fell into working in the theater department here because I had been an undergraduate theater major here, and I ran across one of the faculty members one day walking around campus, and he was like, what are you doing back here? And I told him that I was just finishing up this position as vocation director, and I was hoping to go back to high school to teach. and. 
he made the suggestion that I come, I apply for the position of production manager for the theater department. And I, I thought at the time it was a, a nice thought, but not really something I was interested in. But they were more interested in having an Augustinian on their faculty because they thought I would have more clout with uh, <laughs> the administration. And um, so that was for three years. And then I did that for three years. And then I wanted to go back to high school again. I wanted to go back to high school teaching. And the Augustinians thought it would be better if I went to get a PhD. Oh, so they they tell you to do that so you can... They told that. me to do that, yes. Very <laughs> so, interesting. Um, and after I finished the PhD at the University of Illinois, I was brought back to the theater department. I became the chair of the theater department. And then 14 years later, Father Dobbin decided... Uh, eight, I want to back you up on that. Yeah. Apologize for interrupting. I want At what point when you are ahead of a theater department... It just said at any university, but specifically Villanova, do they start saying you you should think about being the next president? Oh, or they just it was never right? brought up. Never. I no, I never thought of it. I mean, there's there were people that often said to me, "You could be the president here," and I was like, "Go away! I, I'm I'm not really." I remember when I was an assistant, people saying just saying that about you. I remember just regular, but like he, I remember you did a presentation. They didn't say it to you, but they weren't saying it to me. <laughs> I remember at the Conley Center, you did a great presentation of the, um, no, you know what? I had just come back as a head coach. I'm sorry. It was like two. It was the Augustinian connection, what the Augustinians are to Villanova. Yeah. Yeah. And you did a great, pre and I remember saying to somebody like, wow. I didn't really know you that well. I was like, wow. There, there were they people said, well, he might be the next president. I was like, no, there whoa. There were certainly people that often said it to me, but it was not a... They don't... In, in our life, in our, you know, the Augustinian life, um, you, you know, you do what you're asked to do. So you are asked to serve in a particular way. So we don't necessarily aspire to jobs. In fact, when the position opened up, there were six of us being considered for the job. And the university had hired this search firm to kind of interview all of us. And the gentleman went back to the board of trustees and said, none of them want to be the president. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone I asked, I said, why do you want to be the president? They said, I really don't want to be the president. <laughs> um, well. And it was just, you know, this is what you're asked to do. And somebody sees you as being a person that has the ability to do it. And you step into the job and you serve in that way. So it was never... I don't think any of us as a community aspire to be something, aspire right. for a job. We live the lifestyle of the Augustinians and we do what we are asked to do for the order and for the church and the people of God. So yeah. you, you do what you're asked to do. That's really, that, you know, Mark and I, we talk about this kind of thing with leadership. You know, we all talk about servant leadership. Hmm. I mean, really, the Augustinians live it. Right, we're always people that want to be leaders, and then we have to figure out. After we're leaders, we got to figure out. Well, the best way to be a leader is to be a servant of the people that right. work for you. Right, right. I know, Mark, you you do a great job of that. Thanks. The things actually, they're servants first, right? And then they throw you into a leadership role, right? And you right. learn how to do it. That's well, yeah. you learn well, but thank you. You learn really well. They've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> Thirteen years now. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um. Mark, what, what about, as as you've taken over our um, athletic department, how does and I think you do a great job of this? Um, that idea of servant leadership, how does that fit into our athletic department now under your leadership? Yeah, I think it goes to one of the key fundamental components of 
being at Villanova, whether you're in athletics or anywhere else, it's um, the collaborative nature of, of how we operate. And I, again, it goes back to a lot what Father Peter was saying, but you know what, what we were founded upon, um, that appealed to me right away that uh, athletics w- was never going to be isolated. We weren't going to treat athletics differently than a lot of different areas on campus. It was, um, was going to be aligned with the mission of the university. So if that's what our athletic department stands for, then me as the athletic director need to exhibit that in, the, in my own leadership philosophy to make sure that we're inclusive, to make sure that we're listening to everybody. And I, I think to, to steal a line from your program, you know, um, that, that we try and live by is that everybody's role is different, but status is the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know you, you embody that and we try to embody that. It's just we have a lot more people to consider. So are we perfect at it? No, but I, I think it's a, it's a good standard and ideal to try and live up to. Yeah, I want to just, Go uh, ahead. I was amazed when you first came here how quickly you kind of embraced that whole Augustinian community idea. Um, yeah. Normally when somebody first starts working here, it takes them a little while to yeah. figure out what we are and who we are and mm-hmm. what this university is about and what we stand for. But you t- you just latched right onto it from from the very beginning, and it was amazing. So you were hungry for it. Thank you, Father. Thank and you. You're humble, so you you say humble. Very, very humble. well said. <laughs> well said. And I I I, 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 I say this uh, with caution, I guess, but I've said it before. Is I think this this athletic director's job may not be a fit for every athletic director because of the collaborative nature. Like if you're not prepared to want to talk to the president two or three times a week and walk, w- work with the provost or the executive vice president or university advancement, it's because it's so collaborative and centralized. I happen to love it, you know, and I know, you know, you wouldn't have lasted here with such success if you didn't love it too. So um, it does have its challenges at times where there's a lot of people wanting to know what's going on in your world, but, but overall it just, it fits for, for me. Well, I've, I've, um, I've probably said this enough publicly. I can say it on the podcast, but um, Mark was not my choice for athletic director. And I, I asked you, uh, I remember that well. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, and I, I, I think say, it's the first time we ever, I think it was the one thing that, and the first time we ever disagreed. On that's something. true. That is very yeah. true. And, yeah. and you, you handled it great. And I've Mark and I've talked about this a lot. Uh, it was, and you made the perfect decision. He's the best, um, I think we've ever had and could be one of the best ever. But I was interested when you said you were surprised that he latched on to that that quickly. I was thinking you you I mean, we had three great candidates. Yeah, we did. All, all three of them were very would have been great. Mm-hmm. And but I did say that to you, right? I yes, said, you did I say, say that. Look. And you told me that the Villanova community will accept whoever I select. That's true. And I said I well, wasn't sure you were going to select. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a little while. I, I'm hard-headed, but you you were right, and and I was wrong, I, and I told Mark that. But what did you you, and I think you've done this with a lot of your hires here. What what did you see that made you know Mark was going to fit? Well, I, I think it's as you say, all three candidates were good in their own right. They they all had a, d- different levels of experience. I think my first introduction to Mark was. I'm talking like you're not in the room. You are. <laughs> but when I first met you, um, I, I think it was that kind of looking for some t- to be connected to something, you know, that he was really, that you were really interested in being connected to something. And it wasn't just for you, but your entire family, you know, that you wanted to be uh, a part of something. And 
you really embraced everything that we stood for, and particularly the mission of the university. Uh, and it was very important to you with your your four Fs, you know, that faith was one of them, and that was that was a, re a real important commodity for me. Uh, and I, what I really felt most of all was um, you would you would do very well with working with Jay with the basketball program, promoting the basketball program, but you had an ability to work with all the sports, and there was a, there was a sense of equality amongst everybody, you know, that there was, every one of them was important. Mm -hmm. um, all 24 sports were important in their own right. And that's, that was, that was important. That the athletic director be somebody who saw a bigger picture. I, I, I think you did a great job of recognizing that. I think that's, Mark and I talk about, it's one of the hardest things you do in our positions. You have to do it the most and at the highest level, Father, and then Mark hiring head coaches you're hiring deans and and i think you've done a great job of that well, is there anything um that you could give our listeners or i'm actually looking for it myself <laughs> um advice i think you've done a great job of hiring good people and and people that have been successful i mean nobody's perfect and you have to right. hire so many you're bound to miss on one or two but generally everybody that you've hired here in leadership positions have been outstanding what is your process your personal process? i know the I think university it, it, has a good yeah. but i mean your personal there's, there's process there's a you know there's a sense of connecting with the person you know that you feel that there's a personal connection between you in some way or another that you enjoy being with that person um or there's a um, something you have something akin with each other one one of the questions i i'm always very curious about is you know this is the mission of villanova university we are a catholic institution of higher education um, we embrace that Catholic intellectual tradition. Uh, it is important for us to educate our students as to fuse together faith and reason. And this is our mission. This is who we're about. And I always ask somebody, how do you see yourself contributing to this? Not, do you accept it? And, right, right. you know, somebody could say, oh, I, I have no problem with that. But, you know, but it's more than just that. It's what are you going to do to further it? Or how can... How do you see yourself contributing to it in one way or another? And that's really important to me. The other thing that's, and it really goes back to my theater background and directing for a number of years and being involved in productions, um, is Mark brought it up before, the ability to collaborate with people. You know, I, I say all the time that my leadership style is one that I, I really look to collaborate with people. There, there are, I, I don't know everything. And there are some people that know how to do things better than I do. And I seek their ideas and seek their energy, and you know I would never, um, I would never guess to tell you how to coach basketball. I don't know the first thing about it, you know. So you know, uh, more, you know more. I've than learned you a lead. lot, but I don't yeah, know. You, you know more than you lead on to. But. You know, and and it's the same with with Mark and the other vice presidents at the university. They, you know, his ability to work in the athletic department and to live in that world, and and I can learn from that. And I do have to learn from that, and or the budget process, or you know, the, I, I know academics, but uh, you know, the Pat and the work the provost, you know, that he has something to contribute to me and and help me understand better. So there's a collaboration that goes on. We learn from each other, and when I when I'm hiring somebody, I mean that's what I'm looking for: somebody that's eager and willing to collaborate on 
furthering the mission of this university. That's a, that. I mean, that's a, a basic concept, but uh, well articulated and really important to have the guts to go with that because that really has worked for you. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Mark? I, I if if I go out and speak to corporations, I, I'm amazed every time that what if if you talk about talk to successful leaders of corporations what they always want to know about is recruiting good people mm-hmm. right it's all about hiring the right people getting good people it, it amazes like now i don't i used to ask them right, what's the worst most important thing you want to hear from me like how do you recruit how do you figure out who fits your yeah. culture what 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 is it that you do you you got to hire head coaches yeah. you got you got to i mean fathers got to hire everybody but mm-hmm. high level people right you do too you're putting people in charge of programs in sure. charge of weight training in charge of a lot of people what, what, sure. what are you looking for yeah i think somebody that uh has done a lot of self-discovery somebody that that knows their philosophy really well and everybody's going to claim that they have a leadership philosophy every head coach that's going to come in an interview is going to have their own philosophy but having been around the people and coaches that i've been around you included you know exactly who you are you know exactly what you want your program to look like from top to bottom and and you're interested in every detail of the program. You figured yourself out. You figured your philosophy out, right? And words like attitude and humble and hungry and everybody's role is different, but status is the same. Th- those things mean something. You could talk about each one of those for a long, long time. And, you know, the first question I ask is, you know, when a, when a coach candidate comes in is, you know, can you explain your leadership philosophy f- philosophy to me in a minute or less? Can you sum it up in a way that, that's meaningful and impactful? And inevitably 25 minutes later i've been all over the map you know with and you know so i I think knowing yourself knowing who you are being authentic to your to your leadership style and for me i mean i lived it up until i was 35 years old i I, did i want to be a gm did i want to be a head coach did i want to be a athletic director i I didn't figure it out until then because i hadn't taken the time to do the lonely work and really zero in on all right, what does this mean for my family if I keep making these decisions? What does it mean for my, my faith and my friendships and all those kinds of things? And it, it really, really boiled down to making it clear that being an athletic director fit on so many different levels for me that, that it forced me to develop my, my leadership philosophy around that. Right. So um, long, long-winded answer to, to, I think, the most important thing is somebody understanding who they are and what they're about. I, th- I think you've, you've done a good job of that, too. I, and I think it's interesting you take you also find people just that fit what father just explained to they mm-hmm. and they fit our yeah. our culture it's they have cool. to yeah we're gonna this is good stuff man we're gonna, i'm stealing some of this i can just ask the questions and i can steal everything from it uh we're gonna take a little break <laughs> you're listening to the talking villanova podcast with jay wright presented by hartford funds back after this when mother nature strikes count on your certaintyed roof to perform that's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credential contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important than how you cook up your team's spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, 
you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Welcome back. We resume our conversation with Father Peter Donahue and Mark Jackson. And, Coach, I'll turn it back to you. It's good that we we talked about what kind of makes uh, our leaders at the university think, Father Peter and Mark Jackson. And, and now we can talk a little bit about Villanova and, and what's going on. There's so much going on. Father, what right now we're um, kind of towards the end of this great, uh, all these great capital projects on campus um, where now. are we for now? Yeah, we're at the end of it for now. Where are we? The, the Finneran Pavilion is finished and in a beautiful venue. Um, I, I want to get back to that with you, Mark. But where, where are we now with the Commons? And if you could explain what that is, and the Fine Arts Building, and what, do we even name for the Fine Arts Building yet? Yes, but it's not been publicized yet. Okay, and it's not mine. Should, not my name. Should be, but we'll, not we'll named let you, after you're, me. You're in charge. That we'll means let, you're dead. Well, you. <laughs> if you're we'll an Augustinian and a building's named after you. You're dead. <laughs> do we do we refer to it as the Fine Arts Building? Right now, it's the Performing Arts Center. Performing Arts Center. Yeah, but it, there is a name to it. There's a there was a, a donor to it, and um, we haven't really made it public yet. But it's got another year before it'll open. It'll open. That building will open next January, so sometime around there. So it's got some more months going. Jan January. January of 2020. Oh, good. Yeah. I swear. Now, the Commons is the the six new upper-class apartments. So it's predominantly seniors. There's probably about 850 seniors in it. And uh, the rest of them are juniors, kind of juniors. So right. they slipped in some sophomores on me, but... Academically, they're juniors, but mentally, they're sophomores. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But it's good um, that you're collaborative. The names themselves, I mean, the, the, <laughs> each building has a name, but all of the names are traced back right now, at least. Uh, of course, Advancement would like to sell them all to people um, and uh, have people put their names on the building. So there's reserved granite blocks with for carving names on them. But right That's now, cool. the... The names are all reflective of some aspect of Augustinian life. So one is called Friars Hall. One is called uh, Cupola Hall, because there's a cupola at the top of it. One is called Arch Hall. One is called Cannon Hall. One is called Trinity Hall. Arch uh, Hall, is it? Arch Hall. Archdiacono? Arches. Oh, well, that was <laughs> But in, in um, the facilities people, when I gave them the, the list of names to, to use, I said, you know, you can figure out which one goes to where, and they thought it would be kind of fun to put Arch next to Bridge. Oh, next Bridges. To the bridge. Nice. I like so that. So it's yeah. Arch and Bridges. You know, I like so that a lot. Thought, It'd be interesting to see what Villanova fans do with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the students, Arch building. The students have really caught on to it, let have me tell they? you. Yeah. 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 They, they already know? The oh, they've already figured it out that that's what it is, you know. So, <laughs> um, so they, they're... they're Reflective of the, the, there's a restaurant in one of them, the, the building closest to um, Ithan Avenue, which is going to be called the Refectory. And that's how the, it all started, because 
when we were talk, uh, talking about the naming of the refectory, it actually it's outsourced to a restaurant company. And um, I suggested the name because it was the original name of uh, not only for uh, religious communities, their dining rooms were called are called refectories, right. but um, in the first, uh, you know, in early university life, the student dining hall was called the refectory. So nice. that's that's how it started. See, so, you now all the Villanovans that listen to this will get a little history on this. Um, there you go, Mark. You, your biggest um, well look. Before we get to the Finner and Pavilion, do you have plans, more capital uh, projects for the athletic department? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> do I have plans? How, how long do we have left? My, how how much time do we have? We talk about these things, right? This table. That's it. That's whatever it. Whatever is yeah. worthy of our, our, our Nova Nation hearing about right now. No, I, uh, we, we have all kinds of plans. And... Um, the one good thing, again, going back to sort of the collaborative nature and, and transparency, I think that we have um, certainly w w with Father Peter is he knows them all. Um, and we're working our way through. We, we, we do have some needs around facilities that we, we need to upgrade. We need to look at our locker room situation and our boathouse and a carriage house concept up, up on um, by the inn. There's a lot of ideas that, that we have floating around and we're gaining some traction on some. Um, and Father Peter understands it and understands our need but you know it has to be in balance with what's going on at the university so we, we keep it in check and thankfully uh to nova nation um our, our donors have gotten behind so many of our of our projects and Let's it's give us a couple ideas of some of the things you've done since you've been here look, look the finner pavilion is actually was in process when, when you were hired but you really stepped in and mm -hmm. worked hard with your staff to co complete it with everybody at the university but the other things you've done yeah um, teams. You know, and I'll put a lot of the credit on the shoulders of our head coaches that have driven a lot of these projects home. When you think about what Marcus has done with track and field, and we've had new office space and new locker room space. And that was for uh, Marcus O'Sullivan, right. track and field. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Marcus O'Sullivan and Gina has played a role in that. And then Mike Corrado and, and really spearheading another lacrosse um, locker room effort for both the men and the women, right? That fell under the umbrella of, of men's lacrosse, really carried both of those projects. Um, you know, we, we through the support of our largest uh, donation ever to women's athletics, we built a new field hockey field out in Conshohocken for a field hockey program. Um, so we've done an, a, a, a number of projects to help support our, our Olympic sports program, but really the, the Finneran Pavilion is the game changer for us. And so you also have the Tally Center. Tally Center, yeah, we, we were able to finish yeah, that. Farewell to the Butler Annex. People will remember the Butler <laughs> Annex. That's right. A That's right. Memory. That's right. Uh, yeah, but also the soccer field, the soccer, soccer complex. Field. Right. And um, the turfing of the baseball. Yeah. Diamond. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Thank there's you, been Father. a lot done in the last several years. Yeah. That's why, you know, we <laughs> have to slow down a bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But there are, there are lots of needs. I, I, I think one of the things that we've talked about too it, it's not only for the athletic program but it's for a uh, general um wellness uh, physical wellness to our students i think one of the things we're really lacking um and something we really need to focus on is a is a fitness center not a fitness center necessarily but a recreational building for our students for the general student population yeah. mm -hmm. uh, because you know we have a lot of varsity sports that need facilities need practice time need to be in places and every time you know that happens, the student body that wants to play basketball or play volleyball or do something, you know, are pushed out and just said, you know, you'll have to wait, you'll have to wait, you'll have to wait, you know. 
until the, you know, rightfully so, the athletic people get their opportunities. So one thing we really need to focus on is how do we create a, a recreational center for the student body? Yeah, I, I, I think we're all in agreement on that. We, we, we can no all doubt. work together on that, no doubt. on that going forward. Let, let's talk about something that's probably interesting to the Nova Nation, and, 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 and I know for people on the outside have asked about it, is um, there's much more to building a new arena than just uh, putting up walls and making everything look nice and new uh, sound system, which, you know, as as the basketball coach, and I think Harry Pretter would say the same thing, I, um, one of the things I always remember is when Mark, when you first came and um, we would go to road games, and I remember playing in specific places uh, in, in the crowd would be crazy and the noise would be amazing and the sound system and we'd come out of the game and we we'd be walking out and you'd say to me like I, I'm we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get a place like this for you we're, we're, we're gonna build this for you and I remember thinking he's a great guy but this ain't happening we're, it's not gonna be like this it's not gonna be this loud but <laughs> you've actually pulled it off I, I think the environment the the vibe in in the Fitterman Pavilion is off the charts. I, I can honestly say, standing there as, as a basketball coach on that sideline when that game gets started, that place is rocking, and I feel as energized as I do anywhere in the country. You've done a great job of that. Yeah. Um, there's much more to it than that. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that come with it. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the challenges been after year one, sure. right? And, and and now we've used it for a year. What are your some of your challenges going forward? Yeah, and, and let me go back because you know because of the two of you and your support, Father Peter and Jay, really was the spearheading effort and the connection to Bill Finneran to have him understand where we stood. I think you know really got this project off the ground. And as we know, this this wasn't a project of want or keeping up with the arms races. This was a project out of need that that we needed to do. Now, now that we've done it and you know, we still have work to do, but it was really important, I think, to set us apart from others and to make sure that we were the best Villanova basketball program we could be. So when you combine the Davis Center and the Finneran Pavilion along with the Wells Fargo Center down in Philly, when you combine those three elements, it does make us unique. So how, how are we going to get this right? Well, first of all, we needed to create a Division One experience that you could recruit to, that you were proud of something that uh, resonated with you and with Harry that when you took a recruit in there or we took a donor in there or we took a little kid in there or we took an Augustinian in there, that there was a sense of pride and connection. So I, I think we accomplished that goal. Um, not to say it's perfect and we're working on a punch list and working through some, some other items. And then, you know, secondly, we wanted to improve the fan experience. We wanted to create a real home court advantage. And as the season wore on, I think we got better at it. You know, we understood the game production. We understood how the audiovisual could enhance things. We understood flow, ingress and egress, all those kinds of things, concessions, beer and alcohol. We, we understood all those things and we packaged it. And again, we're, we need to improve on it, but, but we checked that box as well. Um, the third thing, which is probably the toughest one, was to, to create long-term viable revenue. As, as many people probably don't know, we have one program that generates revenue, and that's men's basketball. We have to invest in it. It's our flagship program. It carries our department. It, it's, it's the front doorstep of the university in many ways. So we have to find a way to continually invest in that and to make sure that it's you know, among the country's best. Secondly, it, it helps support all the other 23 programs. So with that, we had to reseat the building. We had to reprice the building. We built 
you know, these exclusive clubs that have become a little bit controversial. You know, at the, at the start, it was a change after 30 years of people being in the building of where they sat and what they did. Um, so we're taking a real long, hard look at that th this offseason to, you know, the exclusivity was one thing, but maybe there's a way we can find a way to make it more inclusive so that everybody can enjoy everything around the building. Now, we can't do that and compromise those that invested in it to, to fund this $65 million project. So there's a fine line of balance in there, but we're taking a, a long, hard look at it, and that, that's really our priority this offseason is to, is to find ways to do that. I think that's something that, uh, and Father, I, I'd like you to speak to that too. It's important for everybody in the Nova Nation to know and, and uh, that it's, um, it's important. It's important. All, all the things you explained, uh, you know what? Basketball's important. The other sports are really important. We need the revenue for the other sports. Um, so you need the, 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 the packages you have financially to create the revenue so we can help the other sports. But in making everyone feel part of the community is important to us too. And it's just not an easy, it's just, it's just not an easy puzzle, but, but it is important to us. Right. And we don't just look at it as, well, this is the business of college basketball. Mm -hmm. And it's what separates Villanova is this is the business of college basketball, but we're not just about the business. We're about the community too. So we're, we're going to get it. We're going to get it right. You mm -hmm. know, and we're going to keep working at it. And do you, does that, does that come to your desk too? What we're, what we're talking about here with the pavilion daily. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everybody uh, on the podcast could see his eyes when he says that. <laughs> the, uh, but, but, you know, we rattled off just a little few minutes ago, you know, the number of needs that, exist not only and mark was just talking about the athletic needs of the university you know um athletic college athletics are expensive you know they're expensive to run you want good people uh you, you want quality programming you need good facilities uh they do represent the institution i i say to all the all the the athletes all the time you know when you go out on the road whether you're in some rest stop along the jersey turnpike or whether you're in you know an airport in chicago you're wearing all this villanova gear and so people true. see what you see you and they know you and they know who we are and i get comments all the time from people are tr that are traveling that say you know we ran into your women's volleyball team in chicago they bought a wonderful group of young ladies you know so, and that's really powerful that's right. something about the university so they're constantly <laughs> representing the university but the university also funds a lot of athletics. You know, we give a, in, out of the yearly budget, the operating budget of the university, there's a big chunk of it that goes into athletics. But there's also has to be a, a bigger chunk that goes into academics and student life and all the other things that are happening. So when you talk about raising the caliber of the Finneran Pavilion and the, the financing of that and the cost of running it and the you know, the, the upgrade of seats and all of that, you know, we, we have to find ways to continue to bring revenue into the university and, and have the ability to continue to improve what we need to improve. So all of those things are parts of it. It is. It's just, it's just not, a, it's not an easy issue. And you can look across our country, you know, should we pay athletes? You know, you look at some of the things that are going on, but, um, I, I do think, um, to your point, Mark, when you're hiring somebody about being authentic and, and to, to father your point about um, seeing uh, how people are going to uh, not just fit in but enhance what the Villanova mission is, um, 
we're all trying to do that in the athletic department and and with the pavilion. You know, I, I love one of the great events I've seen, and and I could only go for the cocktail party because we had a game the next day. Was the celebration of 50 years of women's athletics at Villanova. So you build this great pavilion. It was great. But, it was a wonderful night. But how that space served for that event, right? Wasn't there's so much more than just basketball games in there. Yeah, we're kind of figuring it out as as we go. We we knew we'd have a great space, but the way it's working for a number of different kinds of events, um, not only with athletics but across the whole campus community, I, I think we hit a home run. And I think it speaks to your point about audiovisual, you know, kind of just plug and play. You go in there, we have everything set up, we have concessions, we have uh, the bars, and it just it's worked out really, really well. And that's I think right. I think yeah. also there's a there's a sense of newness about the place, mm. you know. You walk into it, it looks very different. I mean, I, I have sometimes I walk in and I have a tough time picturing what the old one looked like, you know, yeah. that big student section. And yeah, you said just, Butler Annex, and I had totally <laughs> washed that out of my mind. <laughs> and it's, it's many things I remember here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I say to people all the time when they, when they say, oh, well, you can't get into this, you can't see that, you can't do this, you can't do that, and all these rules and regulations. And, and there's, it's it's part of the newness of it, you know. It's it's like a, you know, if I approached a, a couple with a new baby, you know, and I say, "Oh, can I hold the baby?" They're like, "Oh, uh, baby," <laughs> um, you know, like give us some time to get adjusted to it all and learn how to work it and learn how to use it, and and learn how to invite people to be a part of it. And I think that's what we're doing right now with it. We're yeah. we're we're getting used to how do we use this facility in the best way we possibly can. So. It's going to take a little time to get used to the. Yeah, I I agree. I I just love when I see everyone else using it. Like I love the the yeah. uh, event that you had, Mark, for uh, all the student athletes at over uh, with uh, over a three point You know, yeah. you have a breakfast in there, and it's yeah. it's just it's cool when you and and uh, um, accepted students day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys. Oh my gosh! I know you. You guys were there, but yeah. I don't know afterwards. If you looked at pictures of that, right? That looks so cool. In yeah. There. And and yeah. to your point, Mark, the the audio visual was so perfect. Yeah. For that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It worked I, out I great. Know we're not gonna have a lot of time, but I do want to get into this. Like, nationally, Father, as a, a university moving forward, you you've led us into this new world of being a national university. What what does that mean for Villanova going forward? What are the challenges? What are the positives, negatives? What, what, what we're all we're all new to this too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So as the president, what would you want the Nova Nation to know uh, that 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 means going forward? I think it's important that you know for any institution of higher education, for any um, anybody dedicated to educating young men and women today. There has to be a constant move forward. You know, you don't stop. Uh, you know, uh, St. Augustine, we quote St. Augustine here a lot, but, you know, he speaks about in his writings, you know, you have to keep going forward. And as soon as you stop and say, I'm finished, it's over. You know, it, it, there's a constant moving forward. We say it all the time. Yeah. You know, we are about teaching people and teaching ourselves to become what we are not yet, in his words. You know, so as we move into a national platform, I think it's important for us to say we have we have something vital to share with other people. You know, we have we have a way of educating our students to change the world in which they live in, and and to be that national presence, to be that individual that says, you know, a Villanova student, a Villanova alum is somebody different. 
You know, they have a different ability to see the world and to interact with the world and the values that they have. And, and so it's in, but it's in, you know, if we just stop and say, okay, that's enough, we're not, we've, we've accomplished enough, that's as far as we're going. You know, that's, that's really not what we're called to be. We're called to continue to move forward. Well, that's well said. And I, I would, I would, uh, I want to hit you each with, with one more. Um, Mark, same thing for you, the athletic department going forward what 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 are challenges what what's nova nation need to know and and what what does it look like what's the future look like for villanova athletics yeah i think it's always a priority to be aligned with the mission and the exciting thing about that right is this university moves on to the national um scale of of elite institutions that's what we want our athletic department to be And, and we have the opportunity to showcase that through our flagship men's basketball program but also to elevate all of our other programs to a national level. We have potential to do that. Um, Father Peter, again, has been supportive through the budget process of, of investing um, and allowing us to invest the right way with balance to, to allow us to go there. Um, the things that can get in the way of that, you know, just open the newspaper, turn on the computer any day, you know, that there are always risks to the brand. And, and to say that we're perfect, we, we can't be naive to think that those things can't happen here. Um, and take your pick, whether um, you look at the admission scandal, what, what does gambling mean to, to uh, college athletics today, uh, student-athlete welfare issues, the stress, anxiety, depression issues that our student-athletes are dealing with. You know, There's any number of topics that can get in the way of, of being aligned with that mission. So we want to be vigilant to that. We always want to proactively educate. And it goes back to maybe the original point about Villanova, which, which you hit on, is bringing good people. You know, bring in good recruits, bring in good coaches and staff. They're aligned with that mission, and 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 uh, you give your best chance uh, to to get that done. I think so. Um, I'm excited about the future. I'm I'm doing all I can to keep pace with this guy and all that he has lined up, and uh, it's hard. It's hard, as we all know. Well, uh, both of you have great energy, great vision, and uh, thanks for sharing it with us today. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks to Matt Massimino and Art Quaranta for getting us on the air. We'll talk to you next time. KeyBank makes it easy to manage your money anytime, anywhere. Download the KeyBank mobile app and then use your phone to deposit checks on the go, transfer money, even pay bills automatically. Learn how you can make even more financial progress when you use the red key, only at KeyBank. Visit key.com or your local branch, member FDIC. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com.